Cole up a barstool. Welcome, John here. It's gonna be a good podcast. You know, every few weeks I have my man John Robinson on, and uh, I always learn a lot. I let him take the wheel. We do the same again today. We're gonna talk about celebrations as well as embracing being overwhelmed versus big numbers and big failures. So much to be learned from here as an entrepreneur. I strongly encourage uh, you to listen if that's your life. So pop a bottle. Let's do it. Hey everybody, John here from JohnLumer.com and John Loomer Digital on Facebook. It was another edition of the Social Media Pubcast where each week I invite you to the virtual pub and we get drunk on social media. So what, I'm not even sure, is it once a month now or it seems like every couple weeks? I don't even know. But I have John Robinson, we call him JR on the show and we talk all kinds of business related stuff. JR is my business manager, family and... Uh, shrink, I guess. JR, <laughs> JR how you doing yeah. today, man? I am doing really well. It's a bit cloudy in San Diego. And yes, we probably only get about 10 of those days a year. So I am going to be okay today. No oh. no suntan lotion today. Yeah, there's, it's got to be, there's got to be a big problem with depression in San Diego then today without the sun out. That's kind of sad. So, so you, you bring that up, and I have been watching this because you know that I came from Scottsdale and 115-degree weather in Septembers and things like that and monsoons and blah, blah, blah. Coming to San Diego, it's always the same weather, the 75 to 82 degrees and always sunny. But to see the very few days it rains in Southern California and when it's cloudy – the mood definitely shifts. They are complainers. The people who have been <laughs> born and raised here, oh, they act like it's minus 10 degree weather in Chicago to see clouds. And if it's just 86 degrees, it's burning up. So, yeah, this is going to be a depressive day today when I run into my friends who are born and raised here. I guess at the end of the day, it's all relative and we're always going to find something to be upset about. That's true. That is absolutely true. It, it is all relative, for sure. Well, you know how it works here. It is the podcast, after all. What, what are you working on? What are you drinking? Well, I, I'm working on my, my famous Miller Lite. And when I say famous, I've been that's the only beer that I've been the most loyal to. And I don't know if you remember this. I don't, you might not know this story. I used to work for a distributor for Miller Brewing as my first job out of undergrad. So I don't know if you ever knew that. So yeah, so I've always been loyal to the Miller brand because that was like my first job. Sounds somewhat familiar. What, what, what did you do in distributing? Were you driving the truck? No, no, I wasn't. I was in marketing. And what I did is I had to drive around and go to the accounts. So the on-premise accounts, like the, the stores, and then off-premise, which are the bars and the taverns. So. Yeah, I was wildly popular with with the, some of the bar owners because I'd be bringing them, you know, the neon lights and all the Miller, you know, paraphernalia, and then we'd even do happy hour sponsor nights. So I'd have to go there and buy everybody beers. So yeah, it was it was cool. It was cool. and then hand out White Sox tickets 
And I know you've got a, probably a joke about that, but <laughs> I, 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 if, we're, if we're talking baseball, I got nothing right now. I mean, the Brewers, come on. Right. Well, yes. We'll, we'll talk about the Brewers in a second because I'm still surprised that they have Doogie Hauser as a as a uh, new manager. But general manager. Yeah. General so manager. general manager. <laughs> but yeah. So with um, with with the with the job, yeah, I ran around and and sponsored things and it was tons of fun but yeah i'm still loyal to to miller because of that well luckily you have a great story because miller light it has to be the first miller light uh that's been consumed on this show and it's kind of embarrassing but although i will say some of the better episodes uh were with friends like blake blake jameson who was throwing down like three or four beers and he he was drinking stuff like pbr i'm not even sure he was drinking but uh (laughs) So I'm I'm working on Castaway India Pale Ale by Kona Brewing Kona Brewing I'm sorry Kona Brewing from uh, Kona Hawaii. It's actually a really good little. It's, it's something I bought for Lisa. I, I've I've had kind of a disappointing like I, I experiment when I go to a liquor store and buy all kinds of different types of beer. <laughs> you sound like an alcoholic. We no, keep going. but no, no, no. <laughs> and really, it's mainly for the show. But like I I, I drink on average like. You know, over the course of a week, a beer a day. It's it's not a big deal, uh, but 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 I like to have some variety in there. Uh, but I've been really disappointed in the batch, and but so this time I'm I'm digging into Talisa's beer because I don't really like the stuff that I got for myself. So don't tell gotcha. her. Gotcha. Don't tell her. But uh, cheers to you, my friend. Cheers. Cheers. All right. So as this usually goes, um, I kind of lose control and let you. Let you take the wheel and run with this. I yeah. really have no idea where we're going, uh, so this is not prepared. But uh, go for it. Yeah, so I want to begin you know, this podcast off with celebrations. And I will be the first to admit the first celebration because I know you may not remember this, but I will celebrate it for you. We did have a fantasy matchup this week. And mm-hmm. I lost, and and I lost. Yes. And I I will I will give you another cheers <laughs> to to you winning because I pretty much knew that you were overmatched, uh-huh. and I still lost. And, and, so and let's, be, let's be clear about this too. So not only did I win, my best player, or you know, one of my best players, uh, Eddie Lacy, got hurt early in the game and got me zero points and I still beat you. So, I mean, I know it's, it's kind of funny that you brought it up. So I feel bad for actually kind of rubbing it in a little bit, but not that much. So anyway, cheers. Is, no. that, is that where you're going? <laughs> yep. Cheers. Cheers to you. Cheers. All right. So, but so yeah, the, the, the next celebration and I want to I want to start these off whenever I do these with more some celebration stuff because I know sometimes we we dibble and dabble in some of the downsides of being an entrepreneur and then we talk about the upside. So let's start with the upside first. So other celebrations that that you have on your radar, Mr. Loomer. Well, uh, at, as people listen to this, because we're just about to hit it, if not today, then tomorrow. It's one of those numbers. Like I'm not a big you know, a big fan of round numbers. I, th- I kind of think they're silly and like, uh, but anyway, I, I'm not going to make this a long story, but about to hit a hundred thousand fans, uh, which it's a, it's a landmark. It doesn't mean a whole lot in and of itself, but it's more about the journey and four years, 
four years to get there, and now we had a digit. You know, that's that's pretty much what, what it means. All right, so so when you're describing the value or what you could depend on me for, I think this is one of those moments that you can depend on me to encourage you to care about 100,000 fans because it is a big deal. We have 100,000 people that are out there that have thought that, that you've either helped them in some way or that you've written something that was worthy you know, of their fanship. So I think it's a big deal. So stop watering down the celebrations because I think that's a lot of the entrepreneurial journey is that we're always trying to figure out how to keep ourselves encouraged and motivated. Yeah. And we find ways to water down celebration. Kind of like that beer you're drinking. Uh, so, I, I appreciate that, but let me explain. Because as a as a statistics, you know, someone who's who's focused on the numbers and meaning in numbers, uh, I, I'll give you a football example. I, I, I wish I had the quote. I'm, I, I think it was about Peyton Manning. I'm not even 100% sure on that. But they're like... It's the countdown for Peyton Manning to reach X number, round number of of yards or completions or whatever it is. And he'll become the you know, first or second ever to reach this and that. I'm like, he's already that for, you know, whatever the number is under that. But we don't care because it's not round. It just it has to be a round number to make a big deal out of it. So the truth is, so my point being, 100,000 is a celebration. But 99,947 is a celebration, too. It, it really, it, whatever, it's, it's more than it was yesterday. It's <laughs> kind of my point. Now, now, now that, that's fair. I like where you're going there because I thought you were going to say something along the lines of not only was Peyton Manning the got this in threshold, but he also threw the most interceptions. Uh, I think I thought that I thought I think that that's that's what you were, I thought you were going to use that analogy no, no, like no, yeah no. now now you're talking about Brett Favre no no that's that's not okay yeah I knew it was something like that. I knew it was one of the quarterbacks that had all of these you know all these yards and what have you but then they threw their most interceptions so yeah. you're right it's it's, well, it's it, what you be, believe the number to be and to be, and to be you know honest about that. Anyone who puts up big numbers in anything is going to put up big numbers in failure, too. Now, you, you try to be as efficient as possible. Aaron Rodgers is a good example of that, of someone who's a, as efficient as possible. But he's still throwing way more interceptions than guys who don't get his, the opportunities, too. So I think there's, there's some business lessons in all of that as well. Oh, my gosh. You, you shouldn't have segued here. Or you're not. I'm going to for you. <laughs> I love that idea of big numbers and big failures because if we've had 100,000 fans, Mr. Loomer, is it likely that we're going to have some people that complain a little bit too if we have a bunch of celebrators? Oh, man, absolutely. And I feel like uh, that goes up uh, as the the – the fan number goes up or the customer number goes up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, all, all this stuff, all the, that negativity though really, really impacts me. And we haven't talked about this. I don't, I doubt Lisa mentioned it to you either, but it's separate of this. I mean, it happens for me as a baseball coach too. And it, it breaks me up. It tears me up. So I got, you know, having a complaining parent or whatever it is. And, uh, and I, you know, they always talk about how, you know, I don't know what the number is, what the ratio is. You can have, you know, 20 people rave about you, but it's the one person who complains that, 
you can't get over and you can't stop thinking about. And that's, you know, no matter what part of life it is, whether it's business or coaching baseball or whatever it is, it's absolutely what it is. I, I feel like Dr. Fraser Crane right now. As okay. you said, the psychologist that you depend on me to be, the psychologist or therapist, I feel like the business therapist in this moment. How are you going to get past this? And, and I ask that because it's kind of annoying on my side. And I know I'm going to be selfish on this, but I think we've done a lot of great things and we've helped a lot of great people. But the moment that you get annoyed, frustrated, perturbed about some customer that complained about something in a way that distracts you is distracting to, to me. So how are you going to get past that? Because know. with these big numbers, the, the one and two and the three Z uh, setbacks, and I don't even call them setbacks because I'm going to tell you every time that we've had a, a, a customer voice an opinion that felt like a complaint while backstage i got to see how much it rattles you and annoys you and upsets you front stage you do an excellent job of resolving the issue and that person doesn't even know that they impacted you that way so while i love how you do it front stage well how are you gonna do a better job backstage of not letting it get to you i don't know and it is a concern of mine because as i said as the business grows, that's the, as the you know the good numbers grow, the bad numbers do too. So my interceptions go up you know, as my attempts go up. So right. dealing with those interceptions is difficult, and it's but it's honestly it is one reason why as we grow more and more, I want to pull myself out of it more and more because yeah. otherwise I am obsessed with those. Um, complaints and it makes it um, depressing and that's not what I want I, I so at the end of the day I want to be involved in as much of the positivity as possible and a lot you know be, yeah I still need to be involved in some of the negative stuff too but not a lot not you know I want to avoid it as much as possible and then but have other people who can help me so to kind of relieve some of that emotional burden that is tough for me. It's not that way for everybody. It is for me. Yeah. Well, when I hear you say you want to pull yourself out of the game and you're using football analogies, I can't not think about Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler. No, as a Chicago fan through and through, whenever he throws interceptions, you can see his entire demeanor and his existence just the energy just fall out of him. He loses all his confidence and he gets rattled and he sits on the bench and pouts. So I'm guessing you don't mean pull yourself out of the game like that, but you're meaning more of creating a support system that can help uplift you when the, when you get down on the interception. Is that what you mean more? Yeah. It's, it's a matter of going from being the quarterback I was for mm -hmm. a long time to being the head coach which still has its own stresses to being the general manager to ultimately being the owner who oversees it but lets everybody else do the work to I don't know what but um, I, I see myself I, I, I don't know I don't, I don't know if that's the goal for everybody in their business but 
um, I kind of want to see, you know, what I created um, take off even without me. I don't know what that means, but uh, yeah, it's, it's I, 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 well, and you know what? And, and you and I, a couple years ago, you know, we wanted to free up your summers so you could do the the full time baseball coach dad thing. And to me, you know, we're in order to get there, we have to pull you away a little bit more each year. We have to make things more turnkey. We have to make the business less dependent upon you. So this is a journey. And I don't think that most people understand that sequence of quarterback to head coach to general manager to owner. But at some point, you kind of wear all those hats anyway. And what came to mind for me is the traveling team. Do, do you feel like the owner, the general manager, and the head coach right now for that? Yeah. Yeah. How much stress is that for you? Uh, it's a pretty good amount. Um, now, the we haven't actually gotten into practices and games and all that kind of stuff, so I think that kind of that kind of stress can go can go up as as we get into that. But so right now it's all backstage trying to make sure I assemble the the perfect group of kids and families so I have minimal amount of stress uh, and stress that hopefully I, w- I won't be facing because like this fall <laughs> I'm dealing with some some stress in fall ball because of people who aren't happy because you can't make everybody happy my friend Jr. Um, so yeah it's it's so, but. Whether it's whether it's baseball or whether it's the business, um, yeah, it's it's similar feelings. Well, it's a it's a good segue into balance because I'm glad that you mentioned this because again, part of what you depend on me for is to kind of prevent some of the fallout that could happen to the business based on the level of stress that you might have outside of business. So balance is something that that now is brought to my attention. Not only for fall ball, but for the traveling. When does the traveling start? Is that next spring? Right, right. So um, our practices will start in November, and okay. uh, we won't actually start playing games until March, mid, mid, late March, probably. All right. So, so with that being said, you've already stated that you're going to be medium intensity stressed or high intensity stressed because of you know, some of the fall ball stuff, what, how, how are you going to, what are you going to do to reduce your stress other than ask for support from the team, meaning the John Loomer digital team, but what, what else are you going to have to do? Cause I want you to get ahead of this beforehand, because like you said, big numbers, big failures, we're going to get more interceptions over the next few months. And matter of fact, I skipped another celebration. So let me take a step back before we go forward. Do, did we not have an epic month for new members for Power Hitters Club? Yeah, I mean, just uh, in general, it's it's already been our biggest revenue month um, overall. So it's been a very good month. Well, the, the, but I, I, I know a lot of people measure success and significance by the revenue, but I like to focus on the people side of it. And isn't it true that we have the most annual members that have committed to a year with Power Hitters Club than we've ever had, not only in one month, I think we doubled the number of members. Isn't that correct? It's pretty close, yeah. So 
Um, for anyone who's not familiar, Power Hitters Club, it's johnlimmer.com slash PHC. So we, you know, previously we we're focusing primarily on month-to-month members. Because reality is, if everyone goes month-to-month, uh, you end up making more money as a result. But the problem is, if, if they're not committed, um, there's it's just a lot of instability that, again, adds stress as a business owner. So we had, you know, of our, I don't remember how many members total we had like a month or so ago, but we had like 66 annual members, which was a reasonably small percentage of the overall. And uh, now we have something like 130, 140 that that's such just within 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 a month we did that you're right so i think we doubled it so and and why does this matter it, it matters because the power of the power hitters club has to do with interaction it has to do with contribution it has to do with engagement and the more power hitters members that we have the more value that's being created for everyone else so i'm really excited to see these big numbers for you know, the remainder of the year and see how it's going to impact the value for, for everyone. So, so sorry, I took that step back, but I, I want us to celebrate more. If there's anything, you know, that we need to do more of, it's, it's celebrating more on this. So let me get back to balance though, because mm-hmm. I think that, that the entrepreneurs who are listening, um, have moments of being overwhelmed. And, you know, in my experience, I've coached probably over 60 entrepreneurs, either startups to medium-sized companies to large companies. And I've been doing this for almost 10 years now. And I will say that I've never run into an entrepreneur who hasn't felt overwhelmed. And what I haven't seen someone do a good job of, meaning a coach or an author or what have you, talk about the idea of managing that over that sense of overwhelmed in their personal life and professional life. And yes, we would talk about work-life balance. I don't believe there's work-life balance because I just think that every day there's going to be something you're overwhelmed with baseball. You're going to be the next day you're overwhelmed with business next day, family experiences, what have you. So let's get back to balance for you. How, how are we going to, well, let's strike that, forget the word balance. How are we going to make sure we manage those moments where you're feeling overwhelmed well, first in the fourth quarter? I think this actually ties back really, really nicely to what, again, we didn't plan this, uh, what we were talking about with San Diego's weather right now. Is that it mm-hmm. doesn't matter how well things are going. It's all relative. And you're going to find something. You know, it does depend on the personality. But I am a stressed out personality. I am. I mean, and I think it also goes along with the fact that I'm an introvert, and a lot of these these things are requiring me to be more public, and that all stresses me out. Um, but you know, if if we're having a record month, still stressed out. Maybe even more stressed out than normal. If we're having a bad month, I'm going to be stressed out. If it's a normal month, I'm going to be stressed out. Just like it's San Diego. If it's sunny. I'll probably have something to stress out about. If it's cloudy, oh, what's going on? You know, I, I just, there, there's always something. So how do we manage that? Um, so, so let me stop you. Let me stop you because the word that comes to mind for me is disposition. Yeah. That is your disposition to be a worrier. 
But here's what it's what's what stands out. As a worrier, how how can you use worry to have to reach peak performance? Yeah. Cuz I'll go back to you you use you you're an amazing baseball coach. And it's wild. I always have to I feel like you depend on me to bring out your baseball coaching greatness and back in the business because when you look at players if you have children or kids that have a disposition to worrying every time they get up to plate how how does that impact them a lot i mean they they are more likely to fail okay so so do you believe that you can manage disposition i think so Okay, perfect. Because you know I'm walking you right down the path because you just said, and we have this recorded. I love recording this. <laughs> that that we have it recorded. Again, Dr. Fraser Crane, we have it recorded that you believe that you have a disposition to worrying, and you worry. We get more big numbers, big failures. You're thrown off by that, but you just stated you can manage your disposition. Yeah, so yeah. how 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 do how do how can you manage your disposition? To where we get peak performance for you, from you, as a, I, do you feel like you're a general manager or a head coach or owner for John Loomer Digital now? How, how are you feeling? Because I know you used to be the quarterback, and we're getting you from there. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm, um, uh, I feel like I'm a head coach. For the most okay, part. but still, so, still lots of hats. So, so, so yeah, and you're still, we're still going to have that happen, but. How can you manage your disposition as a head coach to where you're worrying less and having more fun? Because aren't isn't that what you want your baseball players who have a disposition to worrying at bat to do to shift from worry to have fun? Or yeah. or maybe that's not it. What it is? What what do you want them to shift from? Well, I think it's a, it's a matter of process. So first of all, like uh, not going up there worrying about whatever's going on. It's a matter of having a repeatable process to keep your mind busy, to be productive, to think about, um, you know, what 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 you need to do and what you're going to do every mm -hmm. single time up, as opposed to worrying about the outcome. Um, you think mm -hmm. you're thinking about what's the situation, what's this pitcher going to throw, what's the count, how many outs are there, what's the score, what's my what's my responsibility in this situation. Um, and even the a matter of like the routines you have at the plate um, to relax yourself, to step out, to step back in, to take your little practice swings or whatever it is, all those things to kind of keep your mind busy to avoid the, the, as much as possible the, the stressful parts of it all. So like I told you, I played baseball for one year. I got hit once and I never really wanted to play again. And I like what you're saying because I do think to to pivot from worrying to to a, a routine to keeping your mind busy or mindfulness because that's what that is mindfulness of the situation and the circumstance and then I think the biggest part and I'm not sure if you said this or not or maybe I just heard it it's this idea of what your possibility is mm -hmm. and the possibility of hitting the ball, the possibility of, of double, triple, home run. I think it's hard for you to know your possibility 
if you're worrying yes. and you don't have a routine and you're not mindful in the moment. So yes. I think I, I love that. I yeah. love that. If you go up there. Uh, and, and, uh, let's make, uh, so wait, let's stop. Yeah. I, I got to have a drink because I'm, I'm getting parched right now. So let's, right. let's take, a, take a drink. All right. Cheers. I was supposed to say cheers before, but the sound effects will say cheers. We're good. Oh. But, but <laughs> okay. basically, if you go up there worried about striking out, worry about um, you're, you're worried that you're going to be the reason they lose or, or whatever it is, you're not you're not going to have a good at bat. I mean, you can immediately see the kids who aren't confident because of the types of swings that they take. Um, they just look tense and nervous. And it's not, I mean, as, as a coach, I mean, we do all we can to help them through that. But just like with, with anybody, end of the day, you know, you have to find what works for you to get you through those things. Yeah, no, I agree. So I'm going to bring it back to you yet again, because I, I feel like for fourth quarter of this year, you're the head coach of John Loomer Digital. You know we're getting big numbers. You know some big failures are, are, are ahead. And you also know there's some big stress outside of John Loomer Digital that are going to be on the baseball field. So your disposition of worrying, and you don't have to answer it now, but just think about it. Your routines, what are the routines that you think you need to get into to worry less about the, your life the business, your personal life, your business life, whatever part of it that has you worrying. Is there a process that you, is there a routine that you know that you, you get into that, that, uh, that can change that disposition? Um, I mean, I think there are a couple things. Uh, I, I, I need to get back to having a much better process where, and we talk about this all the time, but where, I love this because I, I know what's coming. <laughs> where I'm, I'm not winging it so much, mm -hmm. um, and that I, you know, for example, like before I go to bed, having a list of things I'm going to go do the next day, then going through because I, I always feel so much more productive that way. I mean, my most productive days are the days where I create a list either the night before or that morning. I start erasing them off my whiteboard. In between, it's also frustrating, but I'm adding more items to the list as 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 the day goes on, marking more off. I might have more items on my list by the end of the day than what I started with, but I got a ton of stuff done. Um, and I, I always feel productive coming out of that. I mean, I think that's part of it. Uh, you know, running, working out in some way, doing something to get those stresses out. Um, I need to get back into that kind of routine too. But yeah, I, yeah, I, and, and I think one place though I've improved and I, I feel better about is that um, I get I get a decent amount of sleep, and I guess Lisa will actually compare, complain about that because I think she gets less than I do these days because she's getting up to work with the, uh, help the kids out or whatever, um, and I sleep through everything. And, but I, so I, I sleep until like seven thirty in the morning. I try not to go to bed too late at night. I rarely do. And I think that's a big source of stress if you're not getting enough stress, enough sleep for yourself. Yeah, I think so. I, I'll just add a couple of tips that I, that I have for my most productive day. 
uh, a tip that I have is at the end of the day, I ask myself, is this enough? Yes or no? And it's just a simple question. And I, I, I've taken that from, I believe it was Seth Godin or Elwer Franklin Covey or both. I, I know that I've seen it in a, a few places. And we all know that we're our, we're our best and worst grader of how effective we are. I mean, I feel like I'm grading my own tests at the end of each day and I'm the hardest on myself. So I think part of this overwhelmed entrepreneur thing is when we feel like we've done enough. Cause like you said, your most productive day, you, you're knocking stuff out, but then you're adding more to the list. And at the end of the day, do you feel like it's enough? Only you can say that. So, so I like, I like that your preparation is one thing that you can do to change your disposition. I like that you're getting a lot, a lot more sleep. I like that you're looking at getting fitness back in the mix because um, I know for me, the, the more working out that I do, the more achievement that I feel, if it's my personal best or if it's just a number of miles that I put in in a day, it, it helps me for sure. Um, and then I like your list of the next day because that, that, that's, those are super important things. Is, is it possible we've already been talking for a half an hour? Yeah, it is. It and that's really, why, that's it really why it doesn't feel like it, that. Holy cow. Yeah. Yeah, we are. So, so let's, I, I'm still never going to pick up the tab because we had yeah. an amazing month for John Loomer Digital. So I know you have the money to oh, pick nice. up this tab. That's, that's, that's nice work. Um, now, let's, let's, I'll say this. If you have something else you want to make sure we talked about, if you want to wrap this up in a bow or anything else with, you know, with one more topic, we can go a little over. I don't care. Well, you know, I, I like, I, I, I do, of course, you know, I can keep talking. I, I like that. I want to make sure that people get that the topics we did talk about are celebrating more, um, understanding that once you embrace big numbers, you have to embrace big failures. I also know that the idea of work-life balance, uh, there's no such thing. I think it's just about how you manage your disposition and knowing your disposition as, as an entrepreneur or, you know, as an individual. I think the, the last thing I, I would love to just get into just a, a little bit more is just the, the idea of how to, to stay encouraged. And I think it's, it's a very close cousin to overwhelm, but I think we don't do enough about how to encourage ourselves. And I know you said the process, the routines, you talked about the routines of preparation, the sleep and the fitness stuff and keeping your mind busy, but let's go into like encouraging yourself with mindfulness. And what I mean by that, like you said, with, with the, um, with the, with your baseball players, you try to get them in the moment and how do you, how do you get in the moment with the business and, and being more mindful to where you still encouraged to get up and write and keep this business going? Um, I mean, part of it for me is having still something of a routine. It's, it's not, it's not as structured as I want it to be, but knowing that certain days are for certain things. I mean, like, so for today, um, Tuesdays are relatively free, except I record the podcast and, um, but it allows me to get some other stuff done. 
or or it can also be a free day. I can do whatever I want. Um, but Wednesdays are you know when I have my webinar for the Power Hitters Club. Thursdays are when I do one on ones. Fridays are for calls and stuff. But also, um, you know, I publish my weekly blog post. So so basically, you know, when when I get my writing in is typically. Thursday, Thursday morning, um, so not Thursday afternoon, that's when I have the one-on-ones, but Thursday morning, Thursday night, that's when I might stay up a little bit later to get that done. Um, and so that's essentially my process. And so the, so that's how, and it's, to be honest with you, guilt is a, a major factor. So if I don't get it done, uh, for writing, for example, um, I know it. I know that Friday is a day and really Friday is only a day for publication these days because lately I keep pushing it back a day. It used to be Monday, then Tuesday, then Wednesday and Thursday. Now it's Friday and I can't push it back any further than that. And ideally it should be Wednesday. But um, but basically still, though, there's a there's a process there and a, a structure there. It's somewhat loose, but that's that's how I keep myself moving. Yeah, well, and I, I want to make sure that, that people who are out there and have a disposition like John's of being a worrier and one who's driven by guilt and shame, because John just said it, yeah. is like you can run an effective business uh, short term with a disposition of that. Long term, I'm not too sure, and I don't want to prove that one out because John – one of the things I want you to depend on me for is to reduce your worry and reduce your guilt. With that being said, and I'm going to put you on the spot because that's what I'm supposed to do. Mm. Calendars. How effective are you with being committed to calendars? And that means scheduling, scheduling workouts, scheduling, even content calendars, scheduling when you're going to do your blog, your video blog, Tell me about how calendars show up for you. This has been a challenge for me. Let me explain why. So four four years ago or whatever it was, um, early in our time talking to to one another, trying to sort this whole thing out, what I was going to do, one of your recommendations, but also this private kind of mastermind thing that I was going to, that was recommended there was scheduling out your day. Um, in terms of when you're going to do certain things. And I think for a certain personality, that's really, really helpful. For me, I started scheduling out time I was going to write, scheduling out time I was going to eat lunch, scheduling out time I was going to answer email, do, do manage Facebook. All, all it did was then I'm looking at this full calendar every single day. It stressed me out. So, so for me, what I, how I prefer to use my calendar is uh, specifically for appointments, things that don't move, things that can't move and won't move. Um, so, and it, I, it's strangely enough, and this isn't for everybody, for me, I'm less stressed out that way. Now, that means there's a lot of unwritten stuff that I know I need to get done on my own time. But it's not on the calendar. Yeah, and and I know you know it has been a struggle for you through the years. I I've seen many different ways people use calendars. People use calendars just like you said of just doing appointments, and then that's it. Then some people add on a another 
like just writing time, just creative time. So they just do that. So then they add that on. Some people add on uh, working out. So I guess the best advice here is to, to figure out what your disposition is to how you look at calendars and push yourself a little bit. Because John, there's, there's, you are fully capable and full better than how you're managing your calendar now by you just adding a run in, just adding three runs for the week. Don't add anything else. Just add three runs in for the week. I don't think that even though your disposition is worrying and guilt and stress, I don't think that is bad stress because you know that once you have some achievements and running, it kind of fuels you for the rest of the day. And maybe, just maybe, because I remember you sending me a text that I can't remember which which of the sons, hmm. who was it that just had the amazing time? Was it JJ? Who had who had the time that you were surprised about? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, both. I mean, Michael, I mean, they all have run recently and did really well. But yeah, JJ oh. is seven years old and he ran in this uh, school thing where he ran a mile and a half and he did it in 14 minutes, something like that. And and he's like the the last one I expected uh, of the three because the other two are pretty big time runners. I mean, Michael runs for his freshman cross country team and Ryan just naturally is can, can run distances. And JJ is just one of those like, you know, we never expected it and he did really, really well. So I bring that up because you do see the value of being left behind literally and figuratively by the boys being able to run faster than you. So scheduling two or three runs for the week, you do see the benefit in that. You might be able to catch one of them. Well, I could still beat JJ right now. I, don't, I can't beat the other two. <laughs> I definitely can't beat the other two. Yes, well, that is the last topic that I had, sir. All right. Well... Holy cow. One second. Let me, let me finish. Because I, 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 one of my rules is I do not finish a show with a partial beer. Do you still have okay. beer, beer left? Yep, I do. I, I mean, do. It's, it's water. So finish that thing. All right. Cheers. I wonder if we I got... shouldn't be. Ch I chugged that one. <laughs> no, I did too. I wonder if we had the sound effects of that. Right. So, so. Anyway, I have called the bartender over, asked for the tab. We might have to call, call a sober driver. But uh, I th thank you again, Jr., for being on and make me feel uncomfortable and for everything you do. So I know this will help other people beyond beyond just me, even though this is kind of like a public, uh, you know, shrink session. But um, uh -huh. yeah, but Dr. thank Fraser Crane. That's right, and with the beer too, no less. Yeah. So where, where can people find you? Oh, always uh, backup CEO on Twitter. And I always give my email address, J-O-H-N, at BackupCEO.com. Awesome. Thanks, JR. Thanks. All right, thanks again, JR, John Robinson. I always learn something when you're on, my friend. Everybody else, until next time, do awesome things. I'm out. Mm -hmm.